Okay, it's on. So uh, if you're catching this on recording, the only thing you missed was uh, me praying. So sorry about that. Uh, I prayed for you as well. So anyway, um, so uh, if you have your Bibles, open back up to uh, the book of Joshua. So we took kind of a break over uh, Christmas, New Year's, and so... We uh, we took some time. We we chatted about you know just Christmas because it was Christmas time, and I think it's always important to at least pause uh, and just give recognition to Christ. Not that we don't do that every week, but uh, just to the birth of Christ and those things. And so we did that. Uh, and then uh, over the New Year's, I kind of had a I thought what I thought I was going to be able to do in like partial of one day uh, took two weeks because that's how it always is. And so we talked. Uh, I say we talked. I did a lot of talking, and you know, some of you guys did. Some of you watched uh, Phil and uh, Mitch try to work their way through the room as a as an example. It was kind of a if you missed that, go back and catch it on audio. You won't be able to see it, but it was uh, still funny. Uh, but we were just talking about uh, we we've been talking about vision, right? And so it's the new year, and we spent two weeks talking about you know just spiritual vision. You know, we talk about planning, we talk about vision, we talk about. Um, all these different things, and because it was the new year, I was kind of imploring you and myself as well to just kind of make a plan, figure out where you're going this year, evaluate where you were last year, not that the new year, not that going from December to January really changes anything, right, in the grand scheme of things, but sometimes it just gives us a, a, a stake in the ground, like this is where I'm going to do something different, and so that could be today for you, it doesn't have to be the change of the new year, it doesn't have to be the change of the new month, right, any of those things, you know, today is the day of the Lord, and so you just need to, whatever it is, so we, we looked a lot of, of those things. And I was talking about vision and planning, and you know, basically, uh, we talked about three. Uh, what was it? Three steps, three keys to spiritual vision. I don't remember what. How did I word that? I don't. Um, three what three realities? That's right. And so, what were they? Somebody tell me. And the reason I'm going to say this is because uh, I didn't plan on it, but we're going to tie right into that in Joshua. So, does anybody know what the three of them were? Uh, where there is no vision, <laughs> people perish. <laughs> Brenton. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I joked about that because Brenton came home. I thought it was Hallie, but Brenton came home and uh, Paige wasn't here the first week. And she's like, well, what did that teach you about? And he, and he said something about, uh, if you can't see, you die. And I'm like, I mean, I guess it could have been interpreted that way. Where there is no vision, uh, people perish, right? Uh, so that was one of them. What were the other two? I can't remember. I mean, I can go back and find them. You got to write it down. It's only a plan if you actually write it down and do something about it, right? Because if not, it's just a really good thought, a good intention. Uh, and what was the last one? If your vision, plan, or lack thereof doesn't align with God's, don't expect to him to bless it. Yeah, it was very wordy, right? So basically, if what you have planned doesn't line up with God's plan, um, don't expect him to bless it. And so, uh, not that it because I said it, but I think that was some really good stuff that God gave me. So uh, it's on the podcast, it's on the website, however you want to get it, if you want to go back and listen to it. So... Uh, with that, I thought I was like wrapped up and I was moving on. I'm like, we're going back to Joshua. Things are good, right? I've been excited to get back into Joshua, Joshua chapter 6. You know, I don't know if you knew or not, but something kind of cool happens in Joshua chapter 6, right? Uh, most people know about it. You know, there's this town called Jericho and uh, God does something there. But anyway, so I'm ready to get back into Joshua. But at the same time, I've got this planning thing, meditating, right? And I've been... Um, I've been thinking about, you know, obviously I've been writing things down and I've been telling you, hey, you need to make sure you sit down with your spouse or if you're not married, make sure you get down with God and, and work these things out. And Paige and I still haven't had time to like sit down and do this. But I've been writing things down and it's not because I don't want to do it. We both have, she's been working on it, I've been working on it, but until we can like actually have 10 minutes to do this, it's no point in just being like, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about this? Because there's no conversation that goes into it. And so we like to set aside some time for that. But anyway... So I've been thinking about it, I've been going through it, and I'm ready to get back into Joshua. And 
this kind of thought came over me, right? And so I've told you guys, or I've, I've encouraged you guys, so maybe some of you guys did this. Maybe some of you guys were like, man, I don't care, right? And if that's, if that's your stance, I mean, that's on you, whatever. You can talk to God about it. But the point is, like, if you don't have a plan, you don't know where you're going. It'd be like me saying, hey, Chris, we're going to go on vacation, right? And you'd be like, sweet, man, especially if you're buying, let's go, right? And I'd be like, sweet, let's go. And we can get in the car, and we can start driving, and eventually you're going to be like, where are we going? And I'm like, I don't really know. I mean, it was just vacation, you know, because, you know, there has to be at least some sort of plan of where we're going. There has to be some sort of, like, vision, like, this is the goal to get there. That way, you know, after the long drive, like, this is where we're going. There, That's part of the plan. You know, and, you know, there's the old statement, not all who wander are lost. They really are because, you know, they... Uh, they don't know where they're going, right? Uh, you can say that all you want. You can put the little sticker on your car, but what I'm telling you is, like, um, if you don't know where you're going, like, there's no destination. There's no goal of what you're going to, right? I can say we're going to the beach, but, you know, we could end up in, you know, I've seen some pictures of some beaches that aren't where I want to be, right? So I need to make sure that, like, the goal, the plan is to get somewhere. And so... Right, I mean, I've heard that. I'm not going to... I'm not pointing no fingers, right? I'll say this, like, I can say, like, I want a beach vacation, and God could be like, hey, I've got a plan for you. You know, I went to the beach when I was in Mumbai, India, and I have no desire to go back there, right? I'd go back to Mumbai, but, like, it was not pretty, it was not glorious, it was not glamorous, it was dirty, and it was disgusting, and it was, like, it was not great, and so... Yeah, and so, anyway, it was just, like, anyway... Uh, so you have to have a plan. You have to know where you're going. And so the point is, I've been meditating through this, and like I've been through a class. I took a class in HBI on biblical planning, I think, anyway. It seems like maybe I did at one point. Uh, it seems like something Randy would have taught, because that's right up Randy's alley. Um, but anyway, I don't know. And so it seems like I've been taught like you know a nine-step plan or this, that, or the other. And so have you ever found yourself in life, and I'm getting somewhere with this, I promise, here, so much so that I knew, I'm like, I can teach this in a week. And I'm like, nah, this is going to take three weeks. I broke it into three weeks, so I've got time, right? This is gonna, the next three weeks, this is what we're going to be talking about. Um, and so uh, the overall title, right, for the next three weeks is, what's the plan, man? What's the plan, man? Right? And so, uh, see, I can be catchy and clever sometimes. Uh, anyway, so have you ever found yourself in a position where it's like, I know I've been told to do this. I just don't know how to do it. Right? Like, that sounds great. Have you, has your boss at work ever told you, hey, I want you to go and do this? And you could be like, all gung-ho to do it, but I just don't know how. Right? Or even, like, I could tell my wife, hey, I want you to go and do this. And she could be like, that sounds awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. Right? Uh, Brian gets up there and he's preaching. And he's like, hey, you need to align your life up with the Word of God and you need to do this. I could get up here and say, hey, you need to make a plan. And you could be like, that sounds great. I don't know how to do that. Like, biblically, I don't know how to do that. I don't really know where I'm going with that. Like, some people, like, a plan is uh, we're going to get through the week, nobody's going to die, and, you know, we're going to try to say nice things to each other. Like, that's not a plan. Like, those could be, like, things that happen, but, like, that's not a plan. A plan, like, has purpose. It has vision. And so I, I could be like, you know, I, I, I could go to work. I could take Mitch to work with me. And maybe he does know how to do this. I don't know. And I'd be like, hey, uh, we're building a house. I don't know if you do or don't. I just, no, I, okay. No, the reason I say this is there was a point in my life when I didn't know how to do this. And I'd be like, hey, uh, it, it's time to, we're, we're going to hang rafters tomorrow. I need you to go down. I need you to lay out rafters, right? I, I need you to not only, I need you to figure them, lay them out, and get them all cut. 
Like, I don't know if any of you have, like, paid attention in the past year and a half, but uh, lumber's retardedly expensive right now. Like, and if you got a house, like, when we built our house, the rafters on our house are, like, 22, 24 foot long. They're, they're like, really long. 26 foot long. I know, they're long. You, that's, like, not common lumber. And when you got lumber that long, uh, one time of a oops, uh, you're talking, like, I don't even know what it would cost today, and I work in the industry. You're talking 50 or 60 bucks a board. And, you know, rafters across the entire house, you're talking maybe 100 of them. And so I could be like, hey, go down, lay them out, and cut them. And when you cut rafters, you cut them all before you start, generally. Sometimes we cut a pattern and we fit it. But, you know, and the point is, he could be like, yeah, that's great. I'm going to go do it. But I don't know how, right? Just show me how. Okay, well, that kind of, that thought kind of hit me. Because I've been talking about, like, a biblical plan, what, what what spiritual vision looks like. And it sounds great, right? It sounds like, yes, I want to be aligned with God. I want my family to be aligned with God. I want my spiritual life to be... But sometimes I'm, I'm like, did I leave anybody like... And this is my bad if I did. Did I leave anybody in a position where it's like, I want that. I just don't know how to make it happen. And so, like, one of my thoughts for this year... I'm not even going to call it a plan yet because I haven't talked to my wife about it. So, uh, you know, we haven't like had the conversation. But... One of my goals, my, one of the things I'm striving for this year, just in Passpoint, is I think Passpoint is going really well, right? I don't think that, like, there's division. I don't think there's strife. I don't think there's, like, a lot of, like, but sometimes, like, there's always a calm before the storm, right? And so there's some things that God's, like, pricking me on. He's like, hey, let's make sure we we stay where we're at and we, you know, we do uh, maintenance before uh, things go wrong, right? And so, you know, sometimes you got to change the oil because if you don't change the oil, uh, eventually this thing's going to blow up. And so something like that. And so that's kind of some of the things I'm thinking. And so I want to make sure that I don't leave any of y'all hanging when I'm like, hey, you need to make a plan. You need to uh, take control of, of your spiritual life, of your family life, of your marriage, of your uh, parenting, of whatever it is. Like, you need to do that. Now go. And you're like, well, that sounds great, but I don't know how to cut rafters, right? And so the point here is like, if that's where you're at, like, I want to stop for just a second and let's just look at three steps and i know there's more like if you look at the overall like planning like three steps to a successful plan that's what we're going to look at for the next three weeks right you mean like three steps three weeks yeah that's how slow we're going to go through this because that's the way it breaks down yeah one step uh three steps to a successful plan and uh so this week we're going to look at the internal planning uh and I'll just give them what, tell you what they are. We're going to look at the internal planning. Next week, we're going to look at the verbal planning. Uh, and then the following week, uh, the following time we get together, there's actually a fabulous fifth in there. And so uh, the, the last week, we're going to look at the execution on the plan. Because sometimes we want to jump straight to, that's what I'm doing, go. Like, I'm going to charge hell with a squirt gun. Like, I love your zeal, but without planning, like, you're on vacation. You don't know where you're going, right? And so the point is, like, we can't jump straight to execution. And so uh, in the internal planning for today, I have three questions for you to ask while you begin the planning process, right? That's what we're going to talk about today. So if you want to dive down a little more into like, this is what we're talking about today, right? So uh, three questions for you to ask while you begin the planning process, right? So we are talking about internal planning, right? And so there's just kind of three questions you can ask yourself as we start doing this, okay? And so if you have your Bibles, open up the book of Joshua. You're already there because I already told you to do that. I'm not. Um, and so... As I'm having these thoughts, right, and I'm like, man, I really wanted to get back to the book of Joshua, though. Like, I'm, I'm excited to get back there. And so I, I'm reading through it this week, and I'm going through it. And then uh, it's just like, hey, uh, why don't we just teach right out of where we're at, right? There's a lot of good things right here. And so uh, 
Joshua uh, chapter 5, and I know we've already taught Joshua chapter 5, but at the end, we kind of talked about this some when we talked through this. It's no coincidence how Joshua chapter 5 and Joshua chapter 6 mesh right together, right? They mesh right together. We talk about how Joshua finds himself uh, standing face to face with the angel of the Lord, and then chapter 6 happens, and it's like, now Jericho was straightly shut up. And it's just like, okay, well, we think that there's some expanse of time. If you just take like the the number, if you take the verse numbers out and just read through it, the story just rolls right together, right? The plan comes from God, like the whole thing. And so uh, if, if you've got your Bibles, let's just read this. Joshua chapter uh, 5 and verse 13, right? And it says, and it came to pass. Okay, so what are we talking about? Let me give you a little bit of backstory because it's been several weeks since we've been there. there. The nation of Israel, God's been like, hey, uh, it's time for you to go to the promised land. Like, we're really going now. Moses is dead. Joshua, you're in charge. Go. So they get all prepped up. They go. And that's what we've been teaching through all the way up to chapter 5, right? So uh, God parts uh, the Jordan River for him. doesn't really part it. He just stops it, you know. He doesn't just say, hey, I'm going to make it crossable. He just, like, puts his hand up and, like, bam, wall of water. Go ahead and cross, y'all. You know, here you go. Here's the red carpet. Like, get after it. You know, and so they follow obediently. They do exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They cross they cross the river, they get across the river, and they're just like, they're like, man, it is time. We are going to take, we are going to take out these people. And so they're all excited about it. And God's like, hey, one more thing before you do that. Uh, we need to take care of uh, something you guys have been missing uh, while you've been in the wilderness. Uh, nobody's been circumcised. We quit doing, you know, this, and this was something I commanded you to do. So it's kind of a big deal. And so Joshua goes through, he circumcises all the people. The only people that uh, made it, uh, that wouldn't have been circumcised would have been Joshua and Caleb, the two spies that were sent that actually uh, were obedient, right? And so anyway, go back and listen to all this. I'm not giving you a really good backstory, but that's how we got to here. So Joshua just got done circumcising all the people, uh, and so they're they're healing up. Let's just put it that way, right? And so there's a there's a small expanse of time before they go to battle that uh, Joshua's just like, okay, uh, this just happened. Let's get everybody get back to 100%. So Joshua goes to spy out Jericho, Right? They're healing up. Joshua's just done uh, everything that God's told him to do. And then we find ourselves in verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him. Joshua's in this land to conquer it, right? He could be like, man, it's time to go, right? Uh, and Joshua went unto him and he said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord to his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thy standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Okay, so, like, he goes, he's searching out the land. He finds himself face to face with the angel of the Lord. If you want to know why I know that this is the angel of the Lord, this is the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, go back uh, a few weeks ago and listen to it because we spent an entire week talking about it, okay? And so there's a lot of proof there. But anyway, so he finds himself face to face with the pre-incarnate Christ and he's just like, are you for us or against us? And he says, man, I am for you. And then if you read it without taking chapter 6, like the big number 6 in your Bible, into account, it rolls right into, now Jericho was straightly shut up, and God's like, here's the plan, right? Jesus is the captain of the army, he says, and here's the plan. So the first question you've got to ask yourself when you begin the planning process, Joshua's trying to figure out how to get into uh, Jericho, right? We, we know in chapter or verse 1 of chapter 6, it says, now Jericho was straightly shut up. Things are, uh, things are closed up, right? And so the first question you've got to ask yourself is, Am I willing to give up control? 
and be willing to submit. That's, if you're going to really have a plan, if you're like, okay, I want to change the way things are going, I want to strive to be more godly, to be more uh, uh, whatever, I want my marriage to be more godly, I want my parenting, whatever it is right in your life, the first question you have to ask yourself, and I'm not even talking about when you sit down with your spouse or if you sit down with whoever it is that you're trying to plan with, right? You need to sit down with yourself and ask yourself this question. Am I willing to give up control and submit? Like at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. And sometimes we think of the word submit and we're like, yeah, ladies, you need to submit. No, hang on a minute, guys. Am I willing to give up control and submit? Sometimes in life and some people in life, they just have to have their hands on everything. They have to be able to manipulate every situation to fit into their own little box. They have to be able to control every possible outcome. Uh, and if they can't, then they uh, either, well, one, blow up or flee the situation. And because they want to be able to control and manipulate everything. Now, I understand there has to be a leader at some point. There has to be, but at the end of the day, God's got to be the leader, right? And you have to ask yourself, am I willing, before I ever even get into what's God's plan for me, am I willing to submit? Am I willing to say, even though I'm supposed to be the leader, Joshua, even though I'm the captain right, of this army, I, even though God called me to lead these people into battle, immediately he finds himself face-to-face with somebody he needs to submit to. And before you ever go to God and you're like, hey, what's the plan, right? Um, are you willing to submit? Right, that's the first question you've got to ask yourself. Are you willing to give up control? You know, there, there's time, you can you can read all the books in the world about how this should work, right? Uh, I could I could give Mitchell a book and be like, hey, uh, read a book on how to cut rafters, right? Uh, and and just figure it out. Well, sometimes a book's not a picture's worth a thousand words. Sometimes let me tell you, um, and I, I could tell you to do that. At some point, you got to be like, I, I want to learn. And sometimes you have to submit yourself to somebody who's able to teach you whatever it is, right? And so, before you ever go in, you're like, hey, what's the plan for this? Am I willing to as I go to God and I'm like, hey, what are your thoughts on 2022, right, in, in my marriage, uh, in my family life, in, in my ministry life, like all these things. What are your plans, God? Like before I even get there, I need to ask myself, am I willing to submit? Am I willing to change? Because if I go in like things are going good, let's just keep doing that. Like I'm not willing to submit. I'm not willing to change, right? I've got to be willing to give up control. If God says, hey, it's time for you to go do this, then that's fine. Like, And so that has to be the... Here's a really good example, right? And so most of you guys may know this. Some of you might not know this. And so there's a lot of backstory. I don't have time to go there. But uh, Paige and I were lost when we got married. And that may have been your case. I don't know. Uh, And when I say lost, we were like for real lost. Like we were not godly at all, okay? And so uh, we were living very uh, worldly lives, uh, both of us in our own ways. But we were married, right? And uh, it was... Well, most people would say good in this situation. It was not good. Uh, things were bad, right? And we had we would have been divorced if we would have had the money to be divorced. But we didn't have the money, so we just dealt with it, right? And so uh, Paige gets saved, you know, and you can ask her her testimony sometime, and you can find out how that all went down. Paige gets saved before I do, uh, before I did, and gets saved before I do. Man, that's really good English. Uh, she gets saved. Uh, And immediately uh, she asks God this question because she wants to follow the Lord, but she doesn't like her husband. I mean, I'll just be honest. Like she wants to follow the Lord. She doesn't like her husband. And so the question she goes to God, to to God with, and I know this because she's told me this. And I I feel like I've heard her share her testimony enough times that like I have liberty to tell you this part of this story anyway. And uh, she's just like, what is your plan for me, God? What is your plan for me? And it was like immediately, and I'm like praising God still to this day, right? Because he had a plan. Uh, like, he's like, are you willing to submit? And she's like, yeah. 
And uh, it came back to, are you willing to submit to your husband? And she's like, no, hang on a minute. Like, that wasn't the question, right? But no, but she, but that was where it all started, right? Then I come home one day and I'm like, who's this not crazy woman living in my house? Because I would say, who's this crazy lady? But she was crazy before. And like, then all of a sudden it's like, who is this in my house and what's going on? And then through a series of events, God like is pricking my heart. The word of God is preached. And you know, you guys get the story. You, you know how testimonies work. You know how God works. And so uh, the point is like, before you ever go to God and you're like, hey, what's your plan? You need to be ready for whatever God's going to tell you. And sometimes it might be the hard thing, whatever it is, right? And I'm not like saying all that, ladies, to be like, you need to submit to your husband. Like, if that's where you're at in life, then sure, that's what the Bible says to do. I just mean in general and, and planning. And if you're going to seek God's face and say, what do you have for me? You need to be willing to give up control. Because, like, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of people in the world that don't want to give up control, but I'll be even more blatantly honest with you, there's a lot of people in the church that don't want to give up control, right? They think that, you know, I, I've got this, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just telling you, like, you can try to control situations all you want. Um, it won't take the adversary long to prove to you that you can't. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. So, like, just because something worked with uh, one situation doesn't mean it's going to work the same with the other. Just because something works with... Well, anyway, I'm not going to get I'm not going to get too far into this. So anyway, you need to be willing to submit, to change, to give up control. That's what Joshua. He walks into the situation. and He's just like, "All right, uh, are you for us or against us?" And he's like, I, "I'm the I'm the king here, right?" And he says he falls down on the ground and worships. Well, that's saying something, right? He's willing immediately to give up control, even though he's supposed to be the leader, right? Uh, Abraham and Sarah. There's just a couple examples of this, right? Uh, Abraham and Sarah had to learn the hard way with Ishmael, right? Like. Trying to have uh, a son, not happening. And Sarah's like, hey, I got an idea, Abraham. And he's just like, well, I mean, that doesn't sound terrible, right? And so they had this illegitimate son. His name is Ishmael. Obviously, you can go back and read the story if you want to uh, in Genesis. But uh, they had to learn the hard way with, you know, being willing to submit to God's plan and not their own plan, right? Uh, think about uh, Ananias and Sapphira. They had to learn the hard way with their finances. Like, they go and sell this piece of land in the book of Acts. And, you know, it doesn't even say that, like, if, if they would have just been like, yeah, we sold it and this is how much it cost. But then they lied about it and, like, they had to learn. You want to you wanna go to God with your finances and be like, God, can you please give us a plan for our financial situation because we're, we're out of hand. Like, you better be willing to submit. You better be willing to give up control, right? Because if not, what happened was Ananias was just like, yeah, we sold this piece of land and we're going to give it all to the church, except for I'm going to keep part of it back for me and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. And like, that would have been okay if you'd have just told people that. But, you know, you go to God and you're like, hey, help me out with my finances. Be willing to give up control because if you're willing, if you're not willing to give it all up, what happens? There's, well, there's no vision, there's death, right? Uh, the nation of Israel, they're really going to have to learn this the hard way and the tribulation begins, right? Giving up control. They just didn't want to submit. Jesus comes face to face with him like, yeah, I am he. I am the guy you've been waiting for. Nah, I don't think so, right? If you're not willing to submit yourself, if you're not willing to give up control, man, it's not going to end up well. And the nation of Israel is going to find that out uh, very soon when the seven-year tribulation begins, right? And obviously we'll be raptured out of here, but like I'm talking about the nation of Israel as a whole. Like that's coming, you know, and that's because they're not willing to submit. Like there's some examples. Ephesians 5.21 says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Uh, if you want to read a little farther, you can get some marriage teaching, and we might hit some of that later this year. But uh, the point here is, yeah, 
uh, we know that the verse right after that, wives submit yourselves into your own husbands. Uh, and then it also goes into like, husbands, you might want to do something like, you know, love your wife and give her a reason to, and you know, all those things. But, you know, it all kind of fits together very nicely. Uh, the reason I picked uh, the verse, you need to submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God, right? The first question you have to ask yourself as you're like doing this internal planning, right? Am I willing to give up control and submit, right? That's the first question. So the second question you have to ask yourself as you're doing this internal planning, like, hey, I need to get a plan. We need to get something figured out for this year. Do I see things with my eyes or with God's eyes? Do I see things with my eyes or with God's eyes? Another way to, to phrase this, you don't even have to really write this down, but another way to put this is, uh, am I walking by faith or by sight? Right, go in, roll into chapter 6, right? So he meets uh, Jesus Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ, face to face. You roll into chapter 6 and it says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. When Joshua looks at, the, or at Jericho, he sees a city that's walled, that's built up, that's fortified, uh, and that, I mean, honestly, it's like, how are we going to get in? I mean, we can wait them out. Like, that was an old tactic back in the day of war, uh, was you would just wait them out, right? They don't have enough food and water forever. We'll just wait, right? And maybe that, maybe that was his plan. I don't know. But Joshua sees the situation as what it is, right? Uh, very worldly. Uh, they have big walls. There might not be as many people, but, like, if we can't get in, like, what are we going to do, right? He sees the situation. But then what's it say in verse 2? And the Lord said unto Joshua... See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Are you seeing things with your eyes or with God's eyes? Because Joshua looks at it and he's just like, okay, big walls, um, no entrance. God's like, see, I have given it into your hands. He's just like, um, uh, how? Right? When? You know, and that's the question. When you're thinking about a plan... And you're thinking about how are things going to go this year? What are, what are my finances going to look like? What are my marriage going to look like? What's my parenting, my, my ministry, all these things? And I'm like, God, give me some vision here. And like, uh, are you seeing things with your eyes or with God's eyes? I heard Brian Clark uh, teach this passage uh, on uh, basically getting the gospel to the city of London. Now, if you, if you know, London's a really large city. Uh, it's a very hard city, right? Only when you're talking about stony ground, they've done poured like a foot of concrete down. Like, I don't know how anything's going to grow. Uh, and Brian Clark comes across this passage, and he's just like, uh, he put like, he's like, now London was straightly shut up. Like, it, there ain't nobody here or nothing, right? And then he rolls it, and he's like, and the Lord said, see, I have given in thy hand. And he's just, when you look at things through God's eyes, Anything is possible. Am I walking by faith or am I walking by sight? When you start your planning process and you're like, yeah, I want to be out of debt by the end of the year. And you might be like, well, that sounds really good, but uh, um, here's a good example. And I'll, I'll just, I try to be as real with you guys as I can. Uh, I had never done anything in the stock market in my life, right? I had always been interested, but I'd never done anything. And so uh, I, uh, I decided this last year, early in the year, I'm like, you know what? We're going to invest some money, you know? And so... Uh, we invested some money, and it was really good at first, right? I don't know if you paid attention to the stock market this year, but it was really good at first, and then, like, uh, it was really bad after that. And so, like, if you look at the amount of money we put in, it's about half of that now. And it's like, whatever, you know. Uh, the, when you look at the stock market, you only lose if you take it out, so eventually it'll go back up. But um, So I could have this goal of, like, hey, in 2021 or 2022, holy smokes, whatever year it is, like, uh, I, I want to at least get back to where I was. Like, that could be a financial goal, Okay. Well, that sounds really good, but uh, I could look at it and be like, uh, have you seen the market? Like, uh, this city straightly shut up. <laughs> Ain't none going out and none coming in. Uh, <laughs> right? 
And God's just like, hey, see, I have given into your hand. Are you, like, when you make these plans, like, do you believe that God can do them? It's one thing to be like, you know what, I want to see my kids get saved this year. Like, uh, if that's what you're thinking. Like, uh, you know what, I want to see, uh, you know, 10 families join Passpoint. And that's like not a, I mean, that could, that, that would be awesome. I don't, but I'm not after numbers. Right? Whatever it is, like, whatever it is that you feel like God is just like, if you feel like it's an achievable goal, I want to get out of debt this year. And you'd be like, you don't understand how much my house costs, my mortgages, all these different things. Like, if you believe God can do it, man, you better believe God can do it. Are you walking by faith or not? And also be realistic. Like, don't just be like, well, God didn't come through this year because, you know, I had half a million dollar in debt and it ain't going. Well, did you do anything to, like, strive to achieve those goals? Okay, so be careful with that. But the point is, do I see with my eyes or with God's eyes? Another way to put this is, am I walking by faith or by sight? Uh, some examples, or here's an example out of the, out of the Bible. This, uh, you know, you know the story of Balaam? In his, in his, uh, well, the Bible calls it his ass, right? His donkey, right? Uh, don't, don't find yourself. Um, I'll be politically correct. <laughs> don't find yourself where your donkey knows more about spiritual things than you do, right? Don't find yourself where your uh, your donkey uh, has better spiritual vision than you do, right? Because he did. He's like riding along with the donkey. I'm like, I ain't. I ain't going this way. There's the angel of the Lord standing there. And he's like smiting it, right? Get on your way. And like eventually God reveals it, right? The donkey starts talking to him. You know, I'm trying to be nice here, but I'm just, that's what the Bible says, right? He's just like, hey, dummy, did you see? Now do you see? Like, don't find yourself where, uh, don't find yourself where your ass has better spiritual vision than you do, right? I mean, I just like, and I know, I just mean like, the worldly things around you, right? Don't don't find yourself in that position. You need to make sure that you know you're seeing things like God does. Uh, sometimes that's hard. Sometimes you look at you know the the spiritual state of things, and it's 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 a hard thing to look at. I I don't really want to look at the city. I don't really want to look at the family. I don't really want to look at my marriage. I don't really want to look at my ministry because there's not a lot of spiritual things happening right now, and it's pretty barren, and it's probably my fault. Like, are you seeing things? God's way because you know sometimes seeing things God's way is seeing things the hard way and just being willing to say okay this is where we're at now what are we going to do like where are we going with it and so if you're willing to do those two things if you're willing to give up control and submit and if you're willing to see things with God's eyes then here is like here's where we have to get to in the next three minutes right and this will like wrap up the first step and it'll give you something like a task for this week something that you need to do right as we go into this for the next couple weeks um have I asked the Lord what His plan is, right? So your first, your, your three things, like am, am I willing to give up control and submit? Uh, do I see things with God's eyes or my eyes? And then have I asked the Lord what His plan is? In verse 3, uh, in chapter or in uh, chapter 6 of Joshua, uh, it says, And ye shall compass the city, all you men of war, and go around the city once. This shall you do six days. And seven priests shall bear, uh, seven, uh, bear the ark, seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass... When they make a long blast of the ram's horn, and when you shall hear the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend every man straight before him. And Joshua's like, say what? Like, that's the plan? Like, what? Really? That was the plan. God said, Joshua, here's the plan. Right? Don't have preconceited ideas of what you think the plan should be. Right? If, that, if God says, this is the plan then be like, all right, that's the plan, right? Have you asked the Lord what His plan is? 
I, I want to have vision in my ministry. Have I asked the Lord? Like, I can have really good spiritual plans. Have I asked the Lord? Right? Here's a couple examples of this really quickly, and we'll get to kind of something you can... a task for this for this week. Gideon was indecisive, but at least he was sure if it was God's plan or not. Right? Gideon's like, man, I'll put the fleece out, and like, if it's wet tonight, and, and then I'll know that, you know, because it was really dry overnight, but if it's wet, then I'll know it was God's plan. And he's like, okay, it was God's plan. And then the next day he's like, man, but what if it was just like a weird weather night? So what if I put it out tonight because it's supposed to rain and in the morning it's dry? And then I'll know it's God's plan. Like, at least he was really indecisive, but he knew like this, it was God's will. Like God showed him over and over again, like, yes, this is it, right? Paul was on, the, I think it was the second missionary journey when God made it clear, like, hey, we're going to change the direction here. Like, hey, uh, let's go to Macedonia. And he's like, say, where? Uh, we don't talk to those people, right? Uh, you need to be willing to change your plan to be God's, right? The disciples wanting nothing to do with the woman at the well, but Jesus had other plans, right? Are you willing to ask God what his plan is? Understand that logical doesn't mean biblical in life. Understand that the logical answer doesn't mean it's the biblical answer. There are times in life where logic would tell me, hey, that, that doesn't make sense. And there's a lot more times that the Bible says, hey, this is what I said, right? Logic would say, hey, there's more of us than there are them in the city. We can take it. Like, we can, whatever, we can run the little stick into the door enough times it'll break. Like, whatever, I've seen enough war movies, right? Whatever, you know, we can go over the wall, we can do it. Sometimes logic doesn't mean it's biblical. God says, or I have a plan. And what does that plan do? Oh, man, it gives God way more glory. And it takes man completely out of the equation, right? The only, the only thing it really requires man to do is just submit to God's crazy plan. Understand that in life, in your marriage, you might feel like your marriage is a mess. And logic would say, uh, we need to go, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not even going to get into that. We, you know, your kids could be a mess. Your family could be a mess. Your finances could be a mess. Logic would say, hey, the Bible might be saying B. And you need to, like, logic doesn't always make it biblical, okay? So here's your assignment for the week, if you want to do it. I don't, I'm not here. I'm, I'm, this isn't Saturday morning. Like, I can't make you do anything, right? Uh, ask yourself this question. And this, there's two more weeks of this coming up, okay? And I, I, if you can't come back for class, I get it. There's ministry. There's everything else. And this is, come, at least listen to it, right? What is it, like 40 minutes by the time we get done with announcements? Like, take 40, 45 minutes and listen to it, okay? Uh, here's, your, here's your assignment. Ask yourself this question and seek God for the true answer. Because you might know, the logic might tell you the answer, but seek God for the true answer. What does God want me to do? For You fill in the blank for whatever you're, whatever you're seeking Him on. Your finances, your marriage, your parenting, your ministry. What does God want me to do? I can't control what my wife does. I really can't. I can't control what my kids do. Uh, I can't control... Honestly, what y'all do, like if y'all decide one morning that I'm just not coming to class, like Paige is going to get really tired of listening to me, you know, like I can't control what y'all do, but what does God want me to do, right? What does God want me to do? Now, understand, I'm not asking you what does the world want you to do, because that doesn't matter. Not what is what the the quote unquote church want me to do, because sometimes we get skewed with, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. No. What does God want you to do? Not what does what my spouse want me to do. Now, your spouse might want you to uh, do godly things, and that's okay. Like, God wants you to 
be biblical in your marriage. So I'm not saying, well, I don't want to submit. And so I'm telling you the will of God would be that you would submit. The will of God would be that in your marriage you would love and that there would be, you know, harmony in those things. So be careful. I'm not like trying to cause division. What I'm saying is like, if you're asking God what he wants you to do, then these other things will, will fall into place because you will be doing what he's called you to do already. Right. And so not what does my spouse want to me do? What wants me to do? Want me to do? And then more importantly, not what do I want to do? Right? Because we live in a, a culture full of, well, this is what I want. And the world tells us, well, you should go get what you want. And if you don't get what you want, well, you deserved it. And, you know, no, like, ask God. And whatever it is, like, because if you've been listening or anything on the planning stuff, the vision stuff for the last couple of weeks, you've at least, even if you haven't sat down and done it, you've at least thought or Thoughts have crossed your mind, man. I, I probably probably should change my finances. I probably should change the way I walk in my marriage. I probably should, you know, change the way I do this. Like, whatever. Even if you haven't done it, like, this is the first step. So whatever it is that you've been pondering on, and maybe you need to do this for several areas of your life, what does God want me to do in this area? Okay? And I promise if your spouse does the same thing, like, then things get better when I'm talking about finances and talking about marriage relationship, talking about all these different things. And if you're not married, you know, sometimes praise the Lord because like you have way more freedom. I'm just being honest. Like you, you do, uh, to, to, to get more of God's work done. So like ask yourself, what does God want me to do and seek his face for the true answer? What, not what's most logical. What does God want me to do? Right. The planning has to start inside. It has to start inside with a real conversation between you and the Lord. And then from there, we'll get to the next week. We'll get to the verbalized point, right? Joshua's heard the plan like, okay, so the plan is we're going to go and we're going to shout really loud. Man, that's just a really awesome plan. I'll go tell the leaders of the army that's what we're going to do, God. So we'll talk about the verbalized part next week and see how it goes. Obviously, you've read the story, but I'm just saying, like, that had to have been an awkward conversation. Uh, Let's pray. We'll get out of here. Guys, I'm not like, I'm not on anybody's case. Like, there's nothing. I, I really do have a clear conscience in the fact, like, I'm not trying to preach to anyone. God's really showing me some things, and I want to make sure that you guys have handles in case there's any, like, questions when we talk about these things. Because this is a really crucial part uh, of, of adulting. <laughs> it really is. Right? It, it really is. It's, it's, it's a crucial part of being a big boy or a big girl, and it's like knowing where I'm going. You know, uh, at least having a plan for the, to the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of the year. And so, like, this, this, is, this is key. And so we've got to get back to the basics sometimes. So let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for being just really good to us, Lord. You, uh, your word is amazing. Um, I, I've heard this particular story taught so many different ways, and it's been, like, so impactful in my life every time. And yet here we are again in a completely different aspect of life. And it's just a true testament of how your word can apply to so many different things. Uh, and Lord, I do pray that we're willing to submit ourselves to you uh, to change our ways to your ways and that you would get the honor and the glory for it. God, I pray that you give uh, everybody uh, who is here, everybody who listens to this, uh, everybody who really has a desire to get some time with you this week and just find out like where are we going? Uh, and Lord, I do I pray for uh, the families of Passpoint. I pray for the marriages in Passpoint. I pray for the ministries that are uh, represented in Passpoint. I do pray that all of those things are God-glorifying and that they're, 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 they're that way because they've sought your face first, Lord. And so I, I pray it starts with me. And so, Lord, I pray you do send us out this week as lights in a dark world. I pray you just uh, be with uh, just the, the needs we prayed about earlier, Lord, the funeral tomorrow and just the, the, the folks we prayed about earlier. I pray that you would just manifest yourself in their lives and that you would get the honor and the glory. I pray for Pastor uh, 
well, not Brian, but uh, Doug Carriker, as he preaches today, that you just get the honor and the glory from the Word in Christ's name. Amen. All right, guys, sorry for going a little bit over.